Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, December 13th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 180, 20 episodes away from the big 200 of the second installment of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCW, I mean, I'm sorry, NWO Wolfpack, blooper time, JD. Yeah, that's a blooper we can rock time. JD's, of course, a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that all radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Here to bring us, of course, tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. And also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And also joining us on the line here, folks, he's a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, a contributor to WCWS Raw Radio, and also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. And, of course, if you think of his other nickname here, folks, what you got to do is you go back to that 60s sitcom Happy Days, where, of course, the central character went a little something just like this. He went... Yes, hey. <laughs> Franzi has now made it on made it on the line here with us as well. So first off, before we get underway, let's go ahead and say welcome to JD, John, and Fonzie. And we'll be a howling good time tonight on episode 180 of Wolfpack. Let's get it on. Ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely, they, absolutely, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, we are of course trying to. Uh, we momentarily had a little bit of a problem establishing our live video feed, but we're getting that fixed up here and all. And but I will tell you that tonight, when we do get it established, I will let you know that it will be from, of course, one of the main uh, veteran groups here of the WWS stable of groups on Facebook, as of course WCWS Dynasty. If you care to join us there. <clears throat> uh, when we do have this video up, I will go and let you know you can join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dynasty forever. And also, folks, if you care to join, <clears throat> if you care to join us too, of course, just talkshoe.com. The phone number is always 1605 
562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we do have to talk about here tonight, which will, of course, mainly will include, you know, uh, or of course, in addition to the news, news and history and birthdays, uh, we will uh, see about, hopefully we'll have some of our folks here give their predictions for TLC uh, on Sunday uh, tonight. Uh, whoever doesn't give it tonight will, of course, give it tomorrow night on Revolution. But uh, if anyone wants to, to give it here, to give it here, we got 12 matches to go through, of course. Uh, and also, <clears throat> just other wrestling uh, wrestling items of interest. We'll definitely do some talking about that here tonight as well. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and producer segment. And here to bring it to us, from King Ice, is the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Gerolamo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? The Raw ratings continue to drop like a stone, however, and this past Monday was no exception. After scoring a 161 last week, however, Raw is down from a 195 rating just over three months ago on September 3rd, however, or close to an even, just a little shy of an even two, however, and a 1.87 or a 19 the following September 10th. This week, however, it down to, went down to a 158, believe it or not. One year ago, Raw drew a 197, however, on uh, September 13th, and a 195 on December 4th. Two years ago, the September 12th show drew a 188 rating, close to a 19 rating, and the December 12th episode drew a 195 rating. Unfortunately, how they continue to suffer in that department. If that's not all, however, SmackDown took a big hit this week too, however, in their ratings, however. Last week, however, they scored, however, a very dismal and very season low, however, mind you, however, 139 rating, however, with a total of 1.97 million viewers. It is the second week in a SmackDown true below 2 million viewers in the second time in history. This week's rating is down from the year-ago rating of 1.7 and the two years-ago rating of 170 to almost a 1.75. This week, they did a 1.43, just shy of a 1.45, if you will. Meanwhile, Kurt Angle has been rumored that he will be showing up at TLC this Sunday in San Jose and could be back to work maybe as early as Monday night on Raw, either live on the edition of Raw, however that will be broadcast live from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California, or the following week on Christmas Eve, however, which will be taped later that night, however, and air on a tape delay the following week on Christmas Eve night, if you will. In addition to that, however, Braun Strowman, however, has also been held out of the lineup, however, mind you, due to his injuries, still recovering, however, and right now it looks like his status for TLC is very much up in the air at this point. According to reports, however, there is discussion, however, that possibly, maybe, however, he might not be back until after the first of the year, maybe, possibly. And right now there is talk, however, that if he cannot go this Sunday, however, at TLC, is there's still some early rumors about that, that Bray Wyatt might be taking over that spot. Meanwhile, WWE, meanwhile, the WWE MSG show, the day after Christmas show, has updated their lineup, power. And right now, here are the matches that you will see coming up, power the day after Christmas on December 26th, live from MSG, however. It will be Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose getting it on for the IC title. Ronda Rousey taking on Nia Jax. The new tag champions, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, will be taking on the AOP and Drake Maverick. John Cena is set to appear. Bobby Lashley will take on Elias. Dolph Ziggler is to take on Dolph 
Drew McIntyre is supposed to take on Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor, although there are some questions about Finn's status, however, for this Sunday, considering however, what happened last week, however, during the South American tour, however, and his status as far as Sunday goes, however, is up in the air. If that's not all, however, we understand that possibly maybe we have heard early reports, and I do want to thank our good friend, the Ralston and Patel, for telling me this. I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, but I will look into it. There's early reports saying also that Alexa Bliss and Bobby Roode now have gotten a case of the, a minor bug going on as it is going around the locker room. Meanwhile, how are some surprises that you will see how at the MSG show include the following. Pete Dunne and the North American champion Ricochet and Alistair Black will make their MSG debut along with the Velveteen Dream, taking on the undisputed era of Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, baby, and Thomas C.O. Chiappa, the Sicilian stretcher, however, in a big eight-person tag that could see these guys maybe getting an early splash in 2019. There is no word yet if Lars Sullivan will be also on this card, however, there is early discussion he could show up this Sunday at TLC or maybe next Monday, however, this coming Monday or Tuesday on Lars Smackdown in Sacramento or Fresno, if not by next week, however, when they will be doing the double tapings next uh, coming up this Monday and next Tuesday night, however, in Fresno, however, following Smackdown Live in Fresno. And finally, the Riot Squad, will be, Mickey James, will be taking on Bailey, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, and Natalya Hauer in a big A-person tag. Meanwhile, in one of the bigger games of the night in college, uh, not why I say college, I, I said the wrong thing again, pro football, the LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chefs are battling it out right now in Arrowhead Stadium. Pat Mahomes is not having a bad night, although he is struggling in the air with 110 yards passing. He has two scores already, while Phillip Rivers has two turnovers in the game. Right now, Kansas City is leading going into the third quarter, 14-7. to The Chiefs, of course, however, uh, like I said, however, are hoping to wrap up home field tonight, even though they're a half game ahead of the Chargers, however, and could be still a half game. Well, it depends on what happens tonight. Could be up two games by the end of the night and wrap up home field for the uh, AFC for the playoffs throughout uh, the entire postseason and clinch the AFC West title tonight. But again, it is 14-7 right now. Philip Rivers, two turnovers. Pat Mahomes, two touchdowns. And we will be watching this game very carefully throughout the course of the show here tonight. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you very much, there, JD. Well, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. Let's see what John has here on our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, December the 13th. Excuse me. Mm, sorry about that. Uh, 47 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, yes, 1971, Antonio Inoki's apparent coup to take over the Japan Wrestling Association goes up in flames when he's fired from the company. At the time, Inoki was the NWA United National Heavyweight Champion so he was forced to vacate the title. Anoki would start his own promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the next year. Giant Baba also leaves the next year too, to form his own company, All Japan Pro Wrestling. But after two biggest names, the JWA isn't long for this world. They would lose their affiliation with the NWA to All Japan. <clears throat> and JWA shuts down in 1970. Let's see. Make sure I have that clear my computer. 1973. I'll make sure I didn't 
read that wrong there. 31 years ago today, in which would put it at, I do believe, let's see, uh, whoa, 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 where are you at? Sorry about that. 31 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see, 1987 in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I don't think not too far from our good friend King and W.O. Duarte Smith. The Dynamite Kid suffers a severe back injury during a tag team match hitting the British Bulldogs against the team of Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Kid would be kneed in the back, then took several chair shots to the back. According to Kid, the, according to Dynamite Kid, the WWF set in Bret Hart to pick up the WWF tag team title belt. Kid refused. He would then check out of the hospital and he would drop the titles with the Bulldog in February of 1987. So technically, this was 32 years, 32 years ago. The injury <clears throat> ended the Bulldogs' run as a top-tier tag team in the WWF. It would go on to split in 1990 while Bulldog remained with the WWF. Billington continued to wrestle from 91 and retired for good in 1996. And, of course, I think he just turned 60, if I'm not. Was that correct? Yeah, last Wednesday. JD, yes. he had just turned it was, on his, it, was on his, it was on his birthday that we lost him, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. 30 years ago today, 1988, AWA in association with formerly WCCW presented Super Clash 3 from the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. The loan, This lone AWA pay-per-view was a failure with just 1,672 fans in attendance and only about 4,000 4, homes watching on pay-per-view. It resulted in many of the participants not seeing a dime in the revenue, basically killing Vern Gagne's relationships with the other promotions, with WCWA and CWA. The show <clears throat> was noted for the AWA and WCWA World Heavyweight title match between Jerry the King Lawler and the modern-day warrior Kerry Von Erich. The match probably should not have happened as the WWF allegedly went to the Illinois State Athletic Commission and point out that amputees could not compete in championship bouts. Von Erich <clears throat> lost his foot once in a motorcycle accident back in 1986, but it was not common knowledge. But the WWF dropped it. Also, another interesting twist, Von Erich bladed bicep before the match even started. I, I remember seeing that, too, because he cut, well, he was taking off his robe or something, and he, he was starting to... Actually, he took off his and robe and his arm weird. hit the buckle. No, he took off his robe and his arm hit the buckle. King took his arm and sliced his arm open early in the match, I remember. And he talked about it, however. I know in the triumphant tragedy of WCCW DVD, however, I know they mentioned it. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, JD. 29 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, 1989, WCW presented Starcade 89 Future Shot from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. That same day in that same day in the WWF in Huntsville, Alabama, the Colossal Connection, of course known as the late Andre the Giant and Haku, won the WWF tag team titles over demolition. This would be Andre's first and only reign as WWF tag team champion, and unfortunately his last WWF title reign in his long career as well, after he and Haku dropped the titles to demolition. On April 1st, 1990, of course, remember that. That was WrestleMania 6, if I'm not too much mistaken. 25 years ago today, which we put it at 1993, Alundra Blaze defeated Heidi, Heidi Lee Morgan in the finals of a tournament to capture the 
Bible vacated WWF women's title. A title was last seen in 1989 when Rock and Robin at the time held the title. I see Rock and Robin, I do believe. What relation is she to Jake Roberts, J.D.? I think sister or cousin, I believe, I remember hearing something in those lines. Yeah. It's related okay. to Jake Roberts. But she is related to Jake Roberts. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Blaze, Blaze would hold the title for 539 of the next 730 days with three reigns following. First lasted 342 days. Kano defeated her for the title in November of 94. After winning the title one more time in October of 95, she left the WWF and threw the title in the garbage that same month in December, which I believe that was on an episode of WCW Monday Nitro, if I'm not mistaken. The women's title would be revived would be revived again in 1998. Okay, and speaking of 23 years ago today, of course, as we as, as we said, 1995, the WWE women's title was deactivated. So that's double knowledge right there. Yeah, as John put it, <laughs> double knowledge. Yeah, there you go. 20 years ago today, put it at 1998, RVD and Sabu regained the ECW tag team titles over the, uh, over the W. That same day, WWF presented Rock Bottom in Your House from the General Motors, from the General Motors Center. I think it was in Vancouver. I think it was British Columbia. 17,677 was in attendance. 7,000 homes watching on Patreon. There was almost a strip tea, little strip tease on the show as Goldust defeated Jeff Jarrett by DQ. Technically, Jarrett originally won the match, but Commissioner Shawn Michaels overruled the decision and awarded the match to Goldust. Just as Deborah stripped for the crowd, the Blue Blazer, of course, who we know was, of course, the one and only Owen Hart, ended it before Deborah took off her bra. Don't! Okay. <laughs> Also, in a controversial fashion, Mankind defeated The Rock in a WWF title match, but did not win the title. As McMahon stated, it was a knockout, so The Rock remained the champion. Mankind would finally regain the title on January 4th, 1999, as it was taped on December 29th, 1998, over The Rock. That was the half. That no, that wasn't the. Um, no, I was thinking about the halftime heat thing. That wasn't the halftime heat thing. No, that was the following month. I think. And so, okay, yeah, yeah. They did the, they the Super Bowl that year. They did that. Okay, I remember that. Oh, real quick before you get to that, Fonzie. Sorry, sorry, Chad. Fonzie, you know, have you heard the name Small Street Deli? Maybe. Why? What's up? Over at Squirrel Hill, you know where it is? Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah, what? What's up? They're closing at the end of the month, after 15 years. Jeez. Yeah, uh, another restaurant going, going out, yep. Another one. And uh, also, for the Pittsburgh area, Blaze Pizza. Yes, I recommend this pizza. It's very good. Coming up at their five locations in Pittsburgh, one week from tomorrow, free pizza and drink to first responders, all EMS, police officers, firemen, military women, as well as military personnel, get a free pizza and drink, however, at your five locations, one week from tomorrow. So, very classy thing to do there for uh, the pits, for all you uh, people in the area. If I'm going to be back on momentarily, you may have suddenly just popped off again. I'm not sure what what's what's happened. 
We're ho hoping we'll get him back on here in just a few moments. Yep. Uh, he must and have while had we can, we'll get an update with, on the uh, game, it uh, is in the Chiefs now are up 21 to seven. Now, uh, the Chiefs, of, of course, the Chargers are not playing with their Superman running back Melvin Gordon, who is not who did work, who did kind of test out his knee tonight. However, he did wear a brace on his knee, but he might be back next week, maybe. But he is not playing tonight, and we can also tell you that Carson Wentz has a fractured vertebrae. He will not be playing the rest of the year, it looks like, as he is going to be out. And that hurts the Eagles big time as they head into their big game with the Rams Sunday night at the Coliseum. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for that update there, J.D. <clears throat> Anything other keep us tuned in, and we will we will listen up. Okay, the rock bottom. The Undertaker and the second Buried Alive match was held in Kane. The last time a Buried Alive match occurred was in October 96 when The Undertaker took on Mankind. And the next time a Buried Alive match would occur in September of 1999. 18 years ago today, we put it in the year 2000 on Monday night from New Orleans, Louisiana. The Outsiders. <clears throat> outside hers. Outside hers. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, okay, uh, let me let me get let me kept, let me try to get it back here, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, let's see here. Where, where is? Oh yeah, uh, eighteen years ago today, on the at, at, um, year two thousand, of course, on Monday Nitro from New Orleans, the Outsiders defeated the team of Bret Hart and Goldberg to retain the WCW Tag Team Titles. That same day on Monday Night Raw, we also witnessed. The birth of the first era of the McMahon-Helmsley faction. It all began when Stephanie turned on her father, Vince, at Armageddon after Triple H defeated him. And Stephanie had not had not so choice words for her father, Vince, and where Stephanie claimed that she was strapped to a symbol by The Undertaker so that he so that he could screw Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then Stephanie said he, she used the McMahons and Test all along to be with Triple H. Hmm. 16 years ago today, we put it at the year 2002 in Zurich, Switzerland. Sting won the All-Stars World Heavyweight title over Lex Luger and Malice. Well, I think Malice was also known as the Wall in WCW. I think he passed away. Yeah, and uh, real quick, back. to get you back, back to you on that whole, uh, like I said, whole the thing that uh, John was talking about, however, the ratings that night. Raw did a 6-1 to Nitro's 2.8 that night. And that is probably on the verge right there of WCW going downhill from there, probably. So that's uh, because it would be a few months, several months later when we lost WCW. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, well, the real WCW is I'm gonna start calling it because the the one that they did in WWF was kind of like the watered down ECW. That's pretty much all it was. It was under WWF's control. So, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 14, yeah, thank you very much. 14 years ago, we put it at 2004 on Monday Night Raw. Eric Bischoff announces that the New Year's Revolution 2005 main event would be the third Elimination Chamber match with the vacant World Heavyweight title, and that it would feature Chris Benoit, Edge, Randy Orton, Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Batista. Uh, also, it would feature the debut of Mohamed Hassan and Kosovo Davari. Hassan had an undefeated streak going on Monday Night Raw until losing it, losing it to John Cena in June of 2005. 
and of course, of course, if you also remember, uh, already lost a big time tag team match at Backlash that year, 2005. The ultimate tag team, as I do, as I can safely say, of Shawn Michaels and Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan. Yes, indeed. That was one of the best matches I have ever seen. Backlash 05. Yes, great match. 13 years ago today, put it at 2005. At a SmackDown taping in Springfield, Massachusetts, Batista and Rey Mysterio defeated MNM to win the WWE Tag Team titles. 10 years ago today, put it at 2008. Once again in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, of course, G near GTS's neck of the woods, John Morrison and The Miz defeated CM Punk and Kofi Kingston to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Nine years, nine years ago today, which would put it at this, this year, 2009, WWE presented the first TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay-per-view from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. 15,226 were in attendance with 228,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 193,000 homes from the event that replaced it, that 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 that, that TLC replaced, and that was on the bed. Okay, here are the matches that took place at the first TLC. Christian defeated Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match to retain the ECW title. Drew McIntyre defeated John Morrison to regain the Intercontinental title. Michelle McCool defeated Mickey James to retain the women's title. The Undertaker defeated Batista in a chairs match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Batista had originally won the match. Randy Orton defeated Kofi Kingston. DX defeated Jericho, of course, Jericho and the Big Show, to win the WWE Tag Team titles in a TLC match. This will be Shawn Michaels' last tag team title reign and Triple H's first tag team title reign since 2001. <coughs> Eight years ago today, we put it at 2010, WWE presented the 2010 Slammy Awards on a special edition of Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana. David Arquette guest hosted the show. This would be David's first wrestling appearance ever since WCW Sunday 2000 when he aided Jeff Jarrett against DDP. Three years ago today, put it at 2015, WWE presented TLC from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Here are the matches that took place at this event. The Wyatt family, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper, defeated the Dudley Boys, <clears throat> Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer. This will be Rhino's first WWE pay-per-view appearance since ECW One Night Stand in 05, and Tommy Dreamer's first WWE pay-per-view appearance since The Bash in 2009. Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens to regain the Intercontinental title, and Sheamus defeated Roman Reigns in a TLC match to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> Today would have been the 35th birthday, and and this name is familiar. I'm going to probably have to ask JD to come in here and, uh, and 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 listen to this name carefully. Today would have been the 35th birthday of Chris Kravis. JD, does that name ring a bell? I've heard of it, though. Both names are spelled with the K. I'll look into that. Then K then K R A V I S. Yeah. But anyway, he would have been thirty five years old today. 
And today would also would have been the 66th birthday of the junkyard dog. And here's Unless a little bit of history Big Daddy. Big Daddy River, that's it. He played football at Fayetteville State University, twice earning honorable mention, all-American status, and is a member of the Sports Hall of Fame. He graduated with a political science degree. He debuted in the Tennessee Territory, working for promoter Jerry Jarrett, before moving to Nick Gulas's company and using the, his, the real name Leroy Rochester. From there, he moved to Stuhart Stampede Wrestling as Big Daddy Ritter, where he captured the North American Heavyweight title twice. In the early 1980s, Ritter moved to, I believe it's Mid-South Wrestling, where Bill Watts gave him the name yeah. Gimmick Junkyard Dog, as he would wear a long chain attached to a dog collar and white boots. He originally came to the ring pushing a cart filled with junk called the Junk Wagon and lost most of his early matches before his character called on and became the top face in the company. While on top, he feuded with some of the top heels of the company, including a, including a new infamous angle, with the fabulous Freebirds, where they blinded him with hair cream. At the peak of the feud, JYD's wife gave birth to their first child, which was made part of the storyline. It was explained that JYD could not see his new daughter, something that increased the heat on the Freebirds to the point they needed police escorts in and out of arenas. The feud ended with the still-blinded JYD and Michael Hayes wrestling in a steel cage dog collar match while he feuded with early Ernie Ladd, Ted DiBiase, King Kong Bundy, Butch Reed, and Kamala. The 1982 feud with DiBiase was particularly notable as DiBiase, once JYD's friend and tag team partner, turned heel and subsequently won a Loser Leaves Town match with the help of the Loaded Glove, which was <clears throat> a DiBiase calling card at the time, forcing JYD to leave town for an extended period of time. It was during that time that JYD in 1982 would be involved in a cross-promotional match that would air on October 2nd, 1982 against Nick Bachman. JYD returned to Mid-South Wrestling and reclaimed the North American Heavyweight title. The feud with Reed was notable in, in that Reed, a protege of JYD, had turned heel. Heel, with the help of Buddy Landale, attacked the dog on a couple of occasions. They feathered, they feathered him with chicken feathers. The two of them that made, had a series of matches. Many of them were bouts for the prize North American Heavyweight title. After this, he was lured to the WWF at the peak of his feud with Butch Reed. He would leave Mid-South Wrestling in the summer of 1984. He joined the WWF where he was a mid-card wrestler but was over as a face. He made his debut in August of 1984. While he went to the WWF, he made a habit of interacting with the growing number of young people in attendance. He would take on Greg Valentine at the first WrestleMania for the IC title. On March 31, 1985, the dog winning it by countout but not the title. In November 1995, JYD won the Wrestling Classic Tournament by defeating Randy Savage by countout in the finals and defeated Moondog Spot and the Iron Sheik. His most notable feuds was against King Harley Race, the Funk Brothers, Adrian Adonis, Greg Valentine, Outlaw Ron Bass, before he left the company in October of 1988. He would debut on December 7, 1988 at Clash of the Champions 4, and he finished the year off winning a $50,000 bunkhouse battle royal on December 26, 1988, which was held as a dark match after Starcade went off the air. He, he spent the first few months of 1989 teaming with Ivan Koloff and began a main event push in May of 1990, meeting with mean Mark Callis, of course known now in the WWF or WWE now as The Undertaker. He would defeat him in 39 seconds, and he became embroiled in a feud with Rick Flair for the World Heavyweight title. 
after gaining DQ and non-title victories in the house show matches, JYD would give Flair a televised defeat by DQ on June 30th, 1990 at Clash of the Champions uh, 11. JYD would be part of the short-lived Dudes with Attitudes along with Sting, Paul Orndorff, and El Gigante. In February 1991, he would win his first WCW title with Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich winning the WCW six-man tag team titles. They would hold the title until they were beaten by the Freebirds in June. He would leave the promotion in August of 1991. He made his return in February of 92, forming an alliance with another African-American wrestler, Ron Simmons. He stayed on with WCW until July of 1993. Sadly, he would pass away on June 1st, 1998, after attending his daughter's graduation ceremony. He would stay active in professional wrestling, appearing at ECW's 1998 WrestleCalooza event. He was the founder of the Dog Pound Stable based in Central Louisiana. Among Ritter's last contributions to professional wrestling was the training of former WWF, WWE wrestlers Rodney Max, Rodney Mack, Jazz, and his daughter and sister, sister represented him as he was invited into the 2004 Hall of Fame class the day before WrestleMania 20 on March 13, 2004. And today, oh my goodness, a, a, a celebrity birthday today here, J.D. You might find this very interesting. A very happy 95th birthday to the former host of the one and only game show, The Price is Right, and a former guest host of Monday Night Raw from 2009, Mr. Bob Barker. And that is it for the that is it for the history and the birthdays here for today. John, thank you very much. And JD, thank you very much there, sir, for the new news here. Sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that too. Thank you very much, your JD. One six zero five five. Call ID one three eight five two one pound. This is episode one one hundred and eighty of NWO Wolfpack for Thursday, December thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Ice Man, Drama, and even the Suplex Machine, John Gross here with you. Uh, hopefully, we'll go, hopefully, like we said, we're going to try to get the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi back on here. I'm not sure what has happened. Apparently, he must have, must have probably had a phone call. So, hopefully, he's okay. So, hopefully, he'll be back on here momentarily. I do happen to notice on the live video feed tonight from WWS Dynasty, we finally got that established. Miss uh, Della Sigler, we would welcome her. Mr. Sean Jefferson, we might welcome him. And Mr. Troy D, we welcome him there as well uh, <clears throat> for listening here tonight to Wolfpack episode 180. Watch and listen there, folks, as we, of course, as we get, as we get, as we of course continue to do our thing and talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Okay, <clears throat> well, as I said here, of course, like I said, under underway here, we are going to um, we are going we we are we are going to uh, go ahead and talk about, of course, uh, get try to get everybody's predictions in here for TLC. Uh, JD, I'll pose a question to you first. Do you want to give yours tonight, or do you want to wait till tomorrow? I'll do mine tonight, however, and before I do, I can tell you we have two other things to report very quickly. First off, however, we understand, however, that coming up on March 19, however, the Best of Takeover 2018 will be out on DVD, January 22nd, TLC 2018, the Best of Raw and SmackDown, February 12th, however, and the World Rumble, March the 5th, however. Also, there is rumors going around, and I cannot confirm it yet, but there has been discussion already there has been very early discussion believe it or not 
and I cannot be able to confirm it yet or not, but from what I've been hearing, there is some talk already. They could have this match set up for WrestleMania 35 if they go with it. And it's going to be a teacher-student matchup, if you will. And it will be AJ Styles versus, or not, not AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels. Early speculation. Hmm. Early so speculation, yes. After, after, after HBK said after his match at uh, Crown Jewel that he was not going to come back at all, period. Hmm. Huh. My goodness. I mean, the man does not know when to stop. So, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, so, JD will definitely keep it. We'll stay on top of that. Uh, we'll stay on top of that. Uh, of that story, and maybe, like I said, folks, we could could be could be kind of similar to what, of course, the Rock and Hogan from WrestleMania 18 could be something. Maybe a little bit bigger than that, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so maybe. We're just we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens there, folks. So be sure to keep it right here on the on the network and we'll keep everybody informed about that if we have any more updates on that on that possible match. Okay. Okay, I guess JD we can probably talk to you and John here together. And we can go ahead and start running down here. <clears throat> of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Sunday, we'll, we will have, of course, TLC 2018 Tamil's Ladders and Chairs uh, <clears throat> coming up on the WWE Network. Of course, also don't forget, so this Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock, we'll be having, of course, our prediction show for TLC, which will be a special edition of WWS Revolution. And, of course, also remember, also don't forget, before we get into more talk about TLC, we will also go let you know that this this episode on Sunday will mark number 600 of the coming up here this Sunday afternoon at, at five o'clock right here on Talk Show as we will talk about the last hundred episodes about what the last hundred episodes or was there any key particular moments that that stood out in our and stood out in our minds and in our hearts and and to give you an update it and, is now 21:14 Kansas City late in the third quarter. Thank you, JD. And uh, of course, so uh, we'll definitely be talking more about that here. Of course, we also give you our predictions for uh, TLC uh, 2018 coming up here on uh, Sunday afternoon. Don't forget one three eight zero five five pound with our live video feed coming to us from the Revolution Radio Facebook page itself. So be sure to join us for that this Sunday afternoon at five p.m. right here on TalkShoe.com. Okay, gentlemen, here we go. We'll go ahead and get things going here, and hopefully we'll get Fonzie back on. And uh, <clears throat> and JD and John also has said that they were, are definitely going to be taking part in our prediction title challenge for TLC. And, folks, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow I'm going to give, let you know right now, tomorrow I will have a confirmation on what the tag team title belts will be up for grabs in the prediction title challenge for TLC. But I can tell you that the singles belt that is up for grabs this time around is the NWA US Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship belt. And so that's a very prestigious belt. And I know JD and John are... So we, so we got the Mid-Atlantic title and the US title on the line. So just, just the, just the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. NWA oh. US Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, remember, it's an NWA US belt. 
remember that. Remember the I do the US just like I do with WCWS. Yeah, yeah, but you know how right. So so yeah, the NW so the NWS so this would be an NWA US belt. It'll be the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship belt that will be up for grabs here if one of the most predictions after TLC will be awarded this title. And that will be next Tuesday night on Revolution episode 601. So keep that in mind. So absolutely. Okay, here we go here, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and start running down there. So far, we've got 12 matches to, uh, to work with here, to talk about here <clears throat> tonight. Go ahead and run it down. I'll start with JD, then I'll go to John and get his take on it. The first match we'll talk about here is the Mixed Match Challenge Finals. The tip, of course, you know the two teams vying for this. Of course, the team of Fabulous Truth, who is, of course, our truth and Carmella, taking on Mahalisha, which is Jinder uh, Mahal and Alicia Fox. Of course, the stipulation here is each member of the winning team will be the 30th entrant in their respective Royal Rumble matches at next month's Royal Rumble event. So there you have it. All right, JD, your thoughts on the next match challenge finals? Oh, you know, I am not fond of this match at all. I don't know why you have to have four arrogant jackasses in this, however. You have a phony-looking blonde bimbo in Alicia Fake Fox, however. And then you have a slime bag in Jinder the Juice Head jackass Muppet Meatball uh, Mahal and his boyfriends, of course, Sunel the Snake Singh and Slimebag Samir Singh. Then you got R Truth, who just flat out sucks and should just get out of wrestling once and for all. Teaming up with a Jersey Shore whore wannabe in Carmella, the Jersey dance, dance, dance little bitch that she is. You know what? I'm not going to pick this one at all. I refuse to pick this one because I can't see all four of them at all. So I am not going to pick a winner in this one. This is one of the times. You're going to be thinking, holy crap, JD's, uh, are you nuts? No, I'm not nuts. I'm just saying it. I think a lot of people say, may you agree with me, may you disagree with me. Again, your opinions vary. But I will say this. This match does not interest me. And I hope it's done quickly and painfully short. Okay, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, JD has opted not to pick a winner in this. John has decided to go with the team of Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox to win this. So, there you go. All right, next up here will be the match for the Intercontinental title. J.D., let's get your thoughts on this one between Seth Rollins defending the title against his, shield. I guess you now say, former Shield brethren, Dean Ambrose. Your thoughts here, please. Seth has done well with the belt, but Dean has been really playing games with Seth too much, however. And Seth definitely wants to tear Dean's head off and basically pitchfork it and just roast it on an open fire and a spit, however, mind you, however. Uh, can he do it? Will he do it and help uh, his brother Roman, however? I would love to say yes, it could happen, but uh, just I think he needs this win more than Dean, but you know Dean's going to try something here. I'm torn on this one going in because I do want to see Ron still retain, but the way Dean's just been playing the games with Seth Howard, I mean, as much as I don't like Dean's turn, Howard, it has been creepy, it's been weird, it's been out there. Uh, and like I said, a lot of people like it, a lot of people don't like it. I'm kind of in the mixed minority of uh, half liking it, half not liking it. But you know what? I think Rollins needs this a little bit more than Dean. 
I think Seth does win here, but don't be surprised if Dean tries to pull a fast one here. And if he doesn't do it here, he might do it Monday night in Sacramento or probably on Christmas Eve. You never know. He might get a, uh, maybe a rematch coming up on Monday night, however, depending on how much time they give this match. And if they do a rematch, then he could win the title, maybe either Monday night in Sacramento or the following week on a tape delay. That'll be probably live the following week. But you never know. I mean, Dean could end the year on a positive note, too, you know. I mean, he could walk into 2019 as the new champion, and Rollins, uh, despite the fact how he's been up and down the last few months, how uh, finally be a, a, a person in chase after Dean Howard and basically give the title over to Dean. But I don't see that happening here. Seth's going to win. Seth's too good. I'm taking Rollins. Taking Rollins. Okay. All right. I might have to wait on this one. I think this is something that John said. I don't know if he's, he's picking a winner in this explanation or not. I will come back and, and, and confirm this for, for John in just a moment. But he says here he believes that they're setting up a title reign for Ambrose eventually to build up towards possibly a match between Seth and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35 for the Universal title. John said he has heard numerous reports. Um, so I'm not sure what if, if, if this, by this he is saying he's going with Ambrose. I'm not sure what he's saying right now, but I'll come back and I will I will come back to John on this one. And I will ask him his. And then what and then he said he's had to step away. He had to step away to the can for a minute, so he'll he'll be right back. So JD, let me go ahead and let's get your let's get your thoughts about this because I know this is one that definitely this is definitely going to be one we're going to probably talk about. It's going to be that's been hyped up here big time here. The TLC match pitting what is supposed to be Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Of course, this could change. Um, as you know, of course, the the, uh, the stipulation here that, as far as we know right now, of course, this could change on Sunday. And you did you did point that out, JD. So it could this could change on Sunday. But I, but I will go ahead and read what the stipulation is as of right now. Apparently, if Braun Strowman wins this match, he is he is scheduled to receive a Universal Title match at the Royal Rumble, and plus Baron Corbin will be stripped of all authoritative power. If Corbin wins, he will become the full-time general manager of Monday Night Raw. Now, with the report you just gave, J.D., based on possibly how long if Strowman is this or not, um, what is your take on this? What is your take on who you think will put the win off in this? The big thing is, is Braun going to be 100% and ready to go, however, after being out for about three weeks? How is he... Uh, that's the big question, however. I mean, he, can he go? Will he go, however? And if not, can Bray Wyatt step in and put Hawk-ass Corbin in his place or Hawk-Stein Corbin in his place? I hope he can. But if not, however, we are in for, as I've said many times before, hell, to say the least. And, I mean, they could happen, however. And if that's the case, we have to put up with that piece of uh, human feces turd, uh, crap stain, however, if you will, however, then we're in for a big, big uh, world of trouble. But you know what? Kurt Angle's supposed to be there on Sunday night. He might not show up here, however. He might wait till Monday night, however, to really uh, 
make his presence felt again, however, but you never know. And what about Heath Slater? That's another thing. Heath Slater, of course, we know. We saw what he did twice this week, once in the ladder match with Corbin, and then what we know what he did in that whole thing with Lashley and Elias, however. So, you know what, however, I'm taking Bray Wyatt, and I think the Corbin era, at least I hope, I'm going to say it here and now, finally starts to finally tumble down. And if not, however, I hope it ends on Monday, however. We'll have to wait and see, how. Okay, so you're picking, so technically, you're picking the winner here. You're picking the winner here as possibly if Strowman is able to to compete, you're going, you're technically, yeah. you're going with him. Yeah, and if okay. he doesn't, Howard, then Bray Wyatt's going to step in, Howard, and take his spot, Howard. But like I said, again, and this is like Seth and Dean, Howard. You don't know. Something could happen here, but I hope to God, <laughs> excuse me, it doesn't. They need to end this Corbin thing once and for all. I would agree. I definitely would agree. And John says here that if Strowman can't go, he would love to see either Bray Wyatt or Lars Sullivan make their debut to take on. Oh Corbin God, Lars Sullivan! Yes, definitely. He's scary, man. Or, he or, is. Or, or, they don't call. I mean, he's six three, three twenty, three twenty five. He's a big, big boy. Yes, indeed. And or, or of course, John said it could be also be Kurt Angle. John says he is still going with Braun. So, uh, John, what was your pick for the IC title match, by the way? I didn't quite understand what you were saying there. Um, who was your pick for the IC title match? John is actually believing that Ambrose is going to possibly win the IC title. Because based on what I, what I said, what reports that he said that he heard. So, I mean, so we're so we're going. He's going. He's going to go along with that. Okay. All right. The next one here, guys. We're going to go. We're going to go here. Is the match for the Raw Women's Title? Ronda Rousey defending the belt against Nia Jax. JD, your thoughts here? Ronda has to win this one. I mean, however, if you have Nia Jax, uh, the Samoan little uh, uh, source, the Samoan Savage, however, and her uh, cousin. Tamina, the man China, Schnooka, however, find a way to leave, however, San Jose with the goal, then you are just going to kill the Raw women's division. I mean, you will kill it to the point where people will not be excited to see Nia Jax anymore. We've heard her with her war cries, however. Let's just say, I mean, I'm tired of her yelling, however, mind you, of her uh, becoming, saying, oh, I'm the face breaker, I'm the face breaker. Well, guess what, however? We saw what happened the last time these two fought, however, and if it wasn't for Alexa Bliss sticking her damn nose into the matter, however, mind you, like she did and cash basically, what was it, I can't remember if she did, uh, I can't remember how, like I said, if she didn't uh, find a way to steal, like I said, steal money in the bank, however, and basically walk out of that, however, like I said, however, steal the money in the bank contract and then walk out, however, and denying Ronda her chance, however, we would have seen uh, Ronda basically make Nia scream. I hope she does. However, she has to do it here. If not, like I said, again, we're just we're going to be in big trouble. We're in big trouble here. There's a lot of these matches that I'm saying. I'm saying a lot. We're in big trouble. But I mean, this trouble, this paper is really much up, pretty much a, a very much of an up and down type of show, and it's going to be very questionable. But you know what, Howard? I do think at the end of the night, Howard, you will see something happen, however. I think Ronda will show, however, that she is not here to play games. 
She's ready to hurt somebody, hurt somebody bad. And if I am Tamina, I would stay clear away, however, I'm not pissing off on her. Because I'll tell you right now, if you try stepping in there, uh, Tamina, however, she just might hurt you as well, however. So guess what? Get ready to have a nice Merry Christmas there, Naya and uh, Tamina. I know your cousins and everything like that, but guess what? You'll be having your arm in a cast, however, when it's all said and done. So you're going with? Rhonda. Yeah, she has to win. Okay. She has, to, she has to win here. There's no two ways about it. She has to win here. All right, uh, thank you, JD and John. Also, that Ronda will pull off the win in this match as well. The next matchup here, of course, is the match for the WWE title. Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles. JD, your thoughts here. Daniel's attitude has really done well for him, I feel. And I like this new Daniel Bryan, but I also love AJ, as you know. And I like both of these guys together, however. And this will be one of the better matches to look for. I'm looking forward to seeing, however. Daniel definitely, however, has this new word. Apparently, everything's fickle. Fickle to him. AJ, of course, is ready to get back what was once his. But you know what? This new attitude of Daniel Bryan's has been really impressing me. However, AJ does not need the belt back just yet. I do think it's going to be back on its way sometime before Mania. I think right now you got to keep the belt on Daniel Bryan just a little bit more. I'm going to go with Deep Bryan in this one. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll go with DB here. Okay. All right, John, your thoughts here on this? John says this new attitude has been working on SmackDown just like Becky Lynch. He and Becky Lynch are the main reasons why SmackDown is on fire. John says he says that DB should keep the belt in this as well. So he's going along with the same thing. Okay. All right. The next one right here. The Yes, another hyped up match in here indeed. A um, triple threat TLC match for the SmackDown women's title. Becky Lynch defending the belt against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. J.D., your thoughts here. This is going to be my favorite match to watch, and these three, however, have really risen above the cream of the crop this year. All three of them, however. You know what, though? I mean, you cannot take it away from the man, Becky, my girl, who I love to death, however, and who I like to have that little bit of orange fire, some red temper hair, however, under my Christmas tree this year, however. <laughs> then you got the blonde, beautiful Charlotte, however. You can't go wrong with her either. And then you got the Empress of Tomorrow, however, the Japanese fighting warrior in Asuka. I mean, these three girls have had some pretty good matches with each other over the past. However, they've had some really good matches with each other, and they've and, and they've had good feuds with other people. And like I said, other people this year. Uh, Becky is coming back from that injury. However, the question is: Is she going to be nearly 100% to go? However, and will she be ready to fight? However, after being out at Survivor Series, Charlotte we know is always ready to fight at the drop of a hat. Asuka, of course, is trying to get back in the title scene, which is good to see. I mean, they really cooled her down quite a bit over the summer, and now she's starting to heat back up a little bit again with this new temper of hers. I do like the Empress here in a crazy way, however. I mean, she did prove the other night at SmackDown, however, that she wasn't, again, to play games, however, and she definitely is uh, showing now more of a heel side, however, for the first time since she first debuted on the main roster, however. And this goes back, I think, even to when she started out in NXT. You know what? I'm going to take the Empress in this one. This is crazy because I love both all three of them, but I think this will be your main event, and this is going to be the show-stealing match of the night. Give me Asuka in this one. Okay. Oh, very good. Okay, John. I mean, JD's going with Asuka here to 
So especially after what we saw, what she did this past Tuesday, you know, it really fired her up here. Uh, yes, big it time did. here. It sure did. Yes, indeed. And John, John says this should be, and, and John is agreeing with what you said, JD. Just should be the main event by all rights. John believes Oscar needs a push for the title. So, so I believe if John, if I hear, if I'm seeing John saying saying this correctly here, John, you're saying that you're also going with Oscar as well to win the women's title. And to give you an update, we are early in the fourth quarter. It is 21-14. Okay, so Kansas City apparently is still leading that game. Yes. Excellent. Thank you very much, JD. And I'll be back. John is also going. Okay. John is also going with Oscar to to uh, to pick the win there in this match. Um, but uh, in the meantime, while we wait on while we while we uh, for JD to come back, let's give you the number one more time here, folks. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight five two one pound. This is episode one hundred and eighty of NWO Wolfpack for Thursday, December thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared Geronimo, and the Human Superstar here tonight. Uh, like we said earlier, we did have the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here with us. We're not sure what happened with Fonzie. We're hoping to have him back on here before the end of the night. I live video feed that, that Miss Janie Ruth Huggins has joined us. They're, they're watching us from WWS Dynasty tonight. Uh, thank you there very much, Miss Huggins, and by all means, please enjoy the show there indeed. Uh, just while JD stepped away here, we'll take a little bit of a breather or while we're halfway through our predictions for JD and TLP. Okay, let's give you a quick rundown here that tomorrow night on Revolution 138 pound. Our live video feed tomorrow night will be coming from NWA US built on tradition, our news and views, history and birthdays, and some more talk possibly about uh, about <clears throat> about uh, Teal and other uh, and other stories. And tomorrow night well. also will be ROH final battle, believe it or not. Ring of Honor will be starting their event at eight o'clock, and uh, I will try. To, like I said, I'm going to try to get on for a little while, but uh, I'm going to be starting my fun-filled pre-Christmas weekend and celebration weekend, however, before Saturday, maybe as well. You never know. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, VD. Uh, <clears throat> so, one, so like I said, folks, we'll also have some other big-time wrestling talk tomorrow night here as well, so be sure to join us for episode 599 of Revolution coming up here tomorrow night from 9 to 11, 138055 pounds for that. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Power Hour Saturday evening at six o'clock. We'll be running down through all of our shows. We'll do all. We'll do a review of all of our shows this past weekend. Plus, also, we'll be bringing you, of course, our history and birthdays for this coming Saturday, as well as, <clears throat> as well as, of course, our wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at Four Eleven Mania, one four one three six four pound. Be sure to join us for that. Uh, so far, no matches have been scheduled for Wrestling Championship Challenge. But that could change between now and Saturday. We could have we could have a match pop up here at any time. And also, don't forget, as we said, this past this coming Sunday at five o'clock, one three eight zero five five pound, 
We'll be having our prediction show as a special edition of Revolution, our prediction show for TLC 2018, which will also be also our celebration of Revolution episode number 600, as we will talk about what has taken place the last 100 episodes of Revolution and we are, what we are looking forward to for the next 100 episodes that going towards episode 700 coming up here, really coming up here sometime next year. Who knows? About to probably talk about by the same time next year. Who knows? So we'll let we'll keep everybody informed with that whenever that does happen. So be sure to listen in here, of course, between tomorrow night, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening, of course, right here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. All right, guys, let's go ahead and go. Let's go through the other six matches here for TLC. The next one we'll talk about here, and JD did lean about the possibility of, of, of a possible of, of something that may go down as far as this match is concerned. Uh, we hope it takes place, but we, we're, like I said, we're just crossing our fingers right now at this point. But we'll still get our thoughts and opinions about it. JD, your thoughts on the match between Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre? Is Finn going to be 100%? That is the million-dollar question. Is he going to be ready to go? That is the big thing. McIntyre, of course, we saw what he did uh, last Monday night, this past Monday night, however. I mean, I think, however, as we've talked before, however, I think uh, there's been times this year, however, that Finn, of course, however, has been lost in the shuffle, no pun intended, however. I mean, he's been up and down, however. Shall we say, however, the question is, however, Will they start to get behind him heading into the new year, even though he has not done much for quite some time? And as far as, like I said, however, uh, what happened, however, mind you, however, we saw what happened with McIntyre this past week. The question is, will he be ready to go, however? Only time will tell, however. Uh, You know what? I'm going to take McIntyre in this one. I'm going to go with McIntyre. I think McIntyre... They're going to start getting, I think his push continues to uh, do things, uh, continues to get a push, however. So I'm going to go with him there. Okay. And John is also agreeing with me. He's also going to go along with Drew McIntyre as well. The next one right here, of course, the next one is a ladder match, as, you, as of course, the match is between Elias and Bobby Lashley. Stipulation here is that a guitar will be suspended above the ring, and the first to retrieve it can use it as a weapon. J.D., your thoughts on this ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley? You know what, though? It is time to get rid of that lethargic little pissant, lackluster Leo Rush. I cannot stand that Gary Coleman wannabe. He makes me want to gag every chance I see him, however. Uh, but at the same time, they're really starting to get behind Elias more and more. I'm going to take, uh, as crazy as it sounds, however, I'm going to go with... Uh, Elias in this one. I mean, right now, I mean, until they, uh, like I said, get rid of Leo Rush, however, Bobby Lashley has not done anything that's impressed me whatsoever. So, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, like I said, uh, Elias in this one. I think he's going to find a way to get the guitar and do his thing. Okay, and John's also agreed to me. He's also going to go with Elias as well. The next, next match up here is a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles. The bar, of course, is our own Cesaro and Sheamus defending the titles against uh, two out of the three members of the New Day and also the Usos. Now, guys, this is the one where it could be, it could, it, it could mean uh, possibly, let's see here, uh, two extra, 
two two points in this match. By the way, I will yep. and, and I will and then we'll state as to why. First one, right? First one that I'm going to ask both of you, both of you, JD and you, John, is which tandem of the New Day will be will be will which two from the New Day will be wrestling in this match? And number two, who do you think will win this match and the ta- and either hold on okay. to or win the tag team? Okay. You go first. Okay. Getting back. To, let me get back to the other two matches real quick again. Just a, just a little bit more real quick before I get into those. Getting back to Finn and McIntyre for just a minute though. Like I said, I think. I mean, the reason why I picked uh, McIntyre. How I mean, you think about it though. Yes, I know he is Corbin's little bodyguard henchman, if you will, Howard. But you think about it, Howard. He has been doing pretty well, Howard, for much of the year, Howard. Finn has not done really anything, Howard, since Mania, and they've kind of been up and down with him at times this year. From battles, however, with, I guess, uh, Seth Rollins, Howard, and The Miz, Howard, to his things, Howard, like I said, with Corbin, however, to Lashley, you know, I just... I don't know why they continue to be up and down with him at times. I mean, there's a few weeks they get behind him. There's a few weeks they don't get behind him, you know. And like I said, with this latest illness, however, the big question is, is he going to be ready to go? I mean, we didn't see him last week on Raw. We know what happened to him the week before, however, after he had a little fun for much of the night in Houston, however. Uh, like I said, we saw what McIntyre did to Ziggler this past week. It only makes sense there. And like I said, as far as Lashley and Elias go, the reason why I took Elias is because, like I said, I can't stand Leo Rush. Lashley, I mean, yes, is big and is a big guy. But like I said, since the Roman Reigns thing, however, what what have they done with Bobby? They've done absolutely zilch with him. They figure, oh, okay, let's get him involved with Elias. Let's have him involved with, uh, like I said, how being Corbin's uh, other big uh, henchman bodyguard, if you will, however, or find a way to just say. I have Leo Rush do the Lashley thing, how just make an ass of himself, however, by, uh, like I said, how I was just saying, oh, uh, you had that whole thing with Sami Zayn for a while, however, that was one of the, probably one of the worst feuds of the year for him, if you ask me, however. So that's why I'm taking Elias. And like I said, they're starting to get behind Elias now for the first time by turning his character around a little bit. Uh, the question is, how much longer is it going to last? Is it going to last a few more mo- weeks, months? We don't really know. But like I said, it seems like everyone's starting to finally believe in Elias. I know it's crazy for me to pick Elias. And you're saying, holy shit, J.D., what are you thinking, however? But you know what, Howard? I mean, as much as I don't want I, I, I don't want to go with Elias in this one, I'm going to have to, like I said. Until they get something done with, like I said, Lashley, get rid of Leo Rush, quit being the second assistant bodyguard like McIntyre to Corbin, uh, quit making an ass of yourself, no pun intended by having your Gary Coleman, uh, different strokes, Terrell Owens, wannabe, uh, lackluster, pissant, lethargic Leo Rush with you, however. And like I said, unless they start getting behind you in 2019, however, maybe the universe will start with something else, however, then what was the point of coming back, really? Seriously, I mean, they haven't done much with him since they've come back with him, since he's been back, except the whole Roman thing for a while, and then they cooled down with him quite a bit after that. Uh, so now getting back to the tag title situation, uh, I think it'll be Big E, and I'm going to say... This time I'm going to say Xavier. I mean, I mean, Kofi sat out. The, oh, you know what? No, I'm going to go Big E and Kofi. Xavier last time sat out. How I think. Well, I'm trying to think who fought the last time in that match at Survivor Series. I know Big E was one member. I can't remember who the other person was. I think it was Kofi, wasn't it? I can't remember. But anyway, the tag division is. Well, good. Uh, let me see. Um, 
Uh, let, let me let's see. Uh, um, because I think it was. Uh, uh, let me see. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I I want to say. I want I want to say it was Biggie and Xavier. Yeah, that does sound right to me. That does sound right to me as well. I I, I could be wrong about that. But I mean... No, I mean... Let me me, me pull up. I'll tell you in a minute. Hold on. I'll tell you in a minute. That does sound right. I know what you're saying. That does sound right to me. Because I know... Let's see. Hold on. Uh, Hold on a second. TLC. Okay. 2018. Ow. Ah, da da da. da. Starcade, that's not it. Survivor Series, that was. Uh, that was. Uh, uh, Biggie and Xavier. That's what okay, it was. So that, was not- that was that 10 on 10 match, remember? That started the show. Yeah, okay, you're right. That's right. Yeah. Because right. they had the, the Sanity, the New Day. And the Colons, however, who they flushed right again back down the old crapper and basically left in a, uh, let's just say, raw sewage uh, crap-stained pond, if you will. And Sanity, they've lost their sanity, no pun intended. I mean, they haven't done anything with them at all, which is a shame. And then, of course, you have, uh, like I said, the B team, however, the Ascension, who they continue to crap all over, Connor and Victor, and waste more and more every week by putting them in the warm-ups. B team hasn't been on for a few weeks. And of course, we got the Lucha 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 House Party, however, which is just, I'm getting, I'm starting, I mean, I'm entertained by it a little bit, but at the same time, it's just like the same old, same old, you know, with them. I mean, we see what they've done with the revival. Certainly. Mm-hmm. So you're picking to represent the New Day? I'm going to say this time will be, yeah, Biggie, and I'm going to say that this time will be Biggie and, uh, Crap, I can't remember what I was going to say now, darn it. I'm going to say Big E and, uh, I'm going to say Big e and, and Kofi. I think Big E and Kofi this time will do it. And as far as who will win, however, I mean, they've got to start looking at new teams, however, in 2019. Uh, they've got to look at teams like uh, the Undisputed Era, maybe DIY, Gargano and Chiapa, Heavy Machinery, however, uh, some of the other NXT times, uh, t- uh, TM61, you know, Otis D and... Uh, I can't remember Tucker. That you know who I'm talking about. It's in NXT. Uh, I think it's Tucker Knight. The Street Profits. I mean, they've got to really start doing better with their tag teams. And like I said, I think Otis D is the one I'm thinking. You know who I'm thinking of? Otis D. Oh, oh yeah, it is Otis Dasovic. Oh, however, yeah, from Serbia. I mean, he's a big boy. Five ten, three thirty five. He's a brute. Very big boy. And like I said, how I mean. You got, like I said, how, like I said, I mean, that, that, he, he's in a tag team right now, like I said, with Tucker Knight, however. And Tucker Knight's a big guy, however. I mean, he's 6'3", 295, 28 years old, however. And Otis is 5'10", 340. I mean, he's only 20, he's going to be 27 soon. He's a uh, member of Greco-Roman wrestling. He, in the Pan-American Games, how, in 2010, he finished with the bronze medal. I mean, these two guys are big and strong. The War Raiders, mind you. 
like I said. So the tag teams are really going stale more and more. And I'm telling you, the team that's going to make an impact, uh, they could show up at the Rumble, however, maybe. And I'll tell you, if they don't show up at the Rumble, they'll show up tonight after the Rumble or the week going heading into WrestleMania. If they, depending on what they do with them in Phoenix, mark my words, Adam Cole, baby, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, the AO, the uh, Undisputed Era is going to catch fire very quickly, and I hope they do something with them like they did in NXT. They will be up on the main roster before the end of next month, early February. You heard it here first, and like I said, I mean, I think they've got to do something with them. Hopefully, they start getting behind them when they come up. Um, as to who will win. I want to say the bar, but the bar has had their issues with the big slow, which I wish to God he would already retire for Pete's sake. Uh, the Usos, yeah, it's the Uso Penitentiary still. And then you got uh, the New Day. I'm not fond of this, however, but if I have to go with a winner, and it pains me to do this, however, Uh, I'm going to take the Usos, just for the hell of it. I mean, I, I don't want to, but, I mean, I'm going to have to. Okay. Well, J.D., remember, you you could still earn, like I said, one out of two points here. Like yeah. I said, for choosing who's going to represent the new day here. John is John is saying that Kofi and Big E will be pleased to represent the new day in this match. John, who do you think will win the match overall? Between the bar, the new day, and the Usos. John believes that the bar is going to pull off the win. Okay. All right. Next up here, uh, we got three more matches to go here. Guys, we'll go a little bit past the 11 o'clock hour here. Um, and hopefully we can get some more predictions in tomorrow night. Hopefully we'll get to hear from – we'll try to get Bobby's coming up here tomorrow. Uh, and I'll get and I'll get Bobby's on here for for, uh, for, uh, for for the predictions. He says he wants to be involved in the title challenge as well. So – we have three people now that we want to be involved in this. I think Ann says she wanted to be in it, so um, I'll check. Don't check with her if she does, and that would be four. And uh, hopefully, Fonzie, maybe hopefully we can get MLD back in the mix. We haven't heard from MLD yeah. in a while, so hopefully we can get her back. In the mix. So, anyway, let's go ahead and finish these last three matches, and we'll and we'll start. We'll start. To, hopefully, we'll have a pretty good uh, turnout for the title challenge here this this month or this coming weekend. Next up here, of course, another ladies' match here. Pitting Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. JD, your thoughts here. You don't think Natty's gonna be all pissed off and angry and fired up for this one? Oh yeah, she is. She better watch her back too, because you never know how that Ruby, the page two point gothic uh freak that she is, the uh the uh let's just say the very uh unusual, very uh I wouldn't say psychotic, but sort of like, uh, let's just say, uh, rambunctious Ruby Rye will have her uh, minions with her. Liv, Blue Tongue Smurf Morgan, of course, and the Viking, uh, let's just say, that person that loves to find a way to yell at any chance she can. Huh? And that, hold on a second, I'm just doing something. Hold on a second. Uh, but like I said, I do think, how, like I said, how she's going to be aiming for payback in the biggest way possible. I hope she puts Ruby through a table, especially after what Ruby did to her, however, this past week by insulting her family. You know she's going to be definitely cheesed off going into this match. She's definitely want to win this for her father. 
and I think she does. Huh? I think Ruby's in for a rude, rude awakening. And we do have an update on the game now. It is now 28-14. Kansas City with 747 to go. But that's beside the point. I'm taking Natty in this one. The Queen of Hearts will prevail in this one. Yeah, all right, uh, John, your thoughts here on Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a table match. And John is also going to take Natalia as well. All right. All right, next up here, guys, uh, let's see here. Next up here, the Cruiserweight title match, singles match with the Cruiserweight title, Buddy Murphy defending the belt against the former champion, Cedric Alexander. J.D., your thoughts here. Heaven be praised, it's a miracle. The Cruiserweights are back on pay-per-view, huh? But you know what? Buddy Murphy has been an okay champion so far since Australia. I mean, Cedric has been one of the few people that has challenged him. I think if 205 Live wants to survive in 2019, they've got to get more people involved, like a Tony Nese, like maybe possibly Brian Kendrick gets back in the ring, possibly again, unless he decides to hang it up. Uh, I don't want to see that mustachio. Barry Poppins want to be nerd, however, with uh, from the UK, uh, Mr. Uh, Gallagher, however, uh, compete. But no, I think Tony Nese, however, I do think, however, hopefully, barring injury or anything else, however, and any personal issues in or out of the ring, however, Hideo Tommy could have a, a final, if he stays healthy, could have be one of the people to watch in 2019. Uh, I think Noam Dar, I don't know about his status, along with uh, Gallagher, I think both those guys are up in the air at this moment. Gulak, for a while, looked like was going to be the big next challenger, however. Uh, it's a miracle they're still on surviving at the moment they're at right now, but I do think the one person that will challenge him for that belt at some point down the road will be a Mustafa Ali or maybe a Tony Nieshauer. I do think Murphy retains our, but he better watch out, like I said, for guys, like I said, the two guys I just mentioned. I think Tony Nies, and I definitely think, however, possibly Mustafa Ali will give him a battle down the road at some point, and that, those matches will be entertaining to watch when they happen. Thank you there, J.D. And, John, what's your take on the Cruiserweight title match between Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander? John is also going to take Buddy Murphy in this one as well. So it's been pretty, it's been pretty interesting turnout here so far. Uh, uh, I think uh, J.D. and John have almost come uh, close together. I mean, I mean, and there, there's, there's, there's two or three. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. <laughs> different opinions here, but that's okay. But majority of the matches, JD and John have agreed on who's going to win. One more match to go here, guys, and that is, of course, one that was just announced. I think it was just announced here just this past week. The chairs match hitting Mister Six One Nine himself, Rey Mysterio, versus the man behind the RKO, Randy Orton. JD, your thoughts here? Randy's definitely gone crazy. I mean, he's gone batshit crazy more and more. We've seen over the last few months, however. And it shows how, when they brought in Ray back in, Howard, they thought they were going to do something right with Ray. But they really haven't done anything with Ray, which is a shame, Howard. So if they continue to bury him, then what was the point of bringing him back, I ask you. I think Randy will uh, definitely uh, find a way to win. And I think it's going to be, Howard, very, very ugly. And I think you're going to have to, like I said, however, going to have to be watching very carefully, however, what Randy does, however. So you know what? I think Ray's going to show no mercy. Or not Ray's not going to show mercy. Randy is going to show no mercy, if you will. 
And I do think, however, it's going to be very, very ugly to watch, however. So, Ray, if you're smart, get out now while you can. Just get out if you have any shred, like I said, of dignity left. I mean, seriously, not to say, however, I'm bad about you because I love you to death, but you know what? I do think, however, you're in for a little bit of a surprise, I feel, coming up this week. You're going with? Randy. I mean, you got to go with the Viper. The Viper's going to be cocked, ready to load, ready to roll, and he's definitely going to, let's just say, strike with a big-time venom mark. I mean, he's going to show no mercy here. John is actually going with Rey Mysterio to pull off the win here. So let's go ahead and do a quick rundown here of what J.D. and John here has decided to choose. The the Mixed Match Challenge Finals, J.D. had chosen not to choose a winner in this one. But John is choosing the team of Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox to, to, to win the finals. The IC title match, JD. Yeah, <laughs> JD has chosen Seth Rollins to retain. John's chosen Dean Ambrose to win it. Uh, the match between Strowman and Corbin, of course, depending upon what Strowman's status is, both of y'all are choosing Braun Strowman. The Raw women's title in Ronda Rousey. The WWE title match, both of y'all are choosing Daniel Bryan to the SmackDown Women's Title Match Triple Threat is up to win. Uh, the match between Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre, both of you are choosing Drew McIntyre. Elias and Bobby Lashley, you're both picking Elias here. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, both of y'all are choosing Kofi and Big E to represent the New Day in this match. However, JD, you're picking the Usos to win the, the SmackDown Tag Titles. John is picking the Bar to retain. Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Both of y'all are choosing Natalia to win. The Cruiserweight title match. Both of y'all are choosing Buddy Murphy to retain. And as for the chairs match between Ray Jr. and Arca and Randy Orton, JD, you're picking Orton. John is choosing Mysterio. So it's going to be pretty back and forth here, with the two, especially as far as you, JD, and you, John, are concerned here as to, um, as to uh, like I said, who will who's going to try to earn them as many points as they possibly can and all that to pick up the NWA U.S. Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. So y'all are definitely going to be looking forward looking forward to that on Sunday. And like I said, we'll, we'll definitely try to get 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 word from uh, Fonzie, see if he's going to take part. We'll get try to get a hold of uh, the, the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, says he is, he is in, so that we do have – we download there's going to be a third person in this. Hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from the, from uh, the Black Widow. Hopefully we'll get her back in the mix here and try for her to try to get that uh, to get that belt as well. Uh, of course she of course she's also has an opportunity uh, as a, as a she also oh, has, baby. Uh, what the hell are you doing? What what the hell does that have to do with anything? What the heck was that? <laughs> it's Bingo in the Pepe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, also, I do want to welcome Mr. Chris Smith into our live video feed tonight from WSWS Dynasty. We do thank him for coming on and watching us here as well tonight. Thank you very much, there, sir. Uh, uh, so, there you go. Tomorrow, we'll get some more predictions in. And we will, of course, say uh, we will we're, we're, we're definitely do our best to try to get everybody's in here. Uh, of course, they're in time for it. 
to, to take part in the prediction title challenge. And tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, I will do. I will, of course, keep everybody informed about this, about how we're what tag team titles are going to be up for grabs in this prediction title challenge. Of course, you know the stipulations in our title challenge. The winner receives the big singles title belt that we have up that we have up that we have uh, that we that we that we have up for grabs. And as for the second and third place, uh, the second and third place uh, uh, um, uh, contenders will say uh, they will still have our future opportunities at the singles belt. But both of them, whoever is, comes in second and comes in third, will pick up the tag team titles that we have uh, that we have in the running for this this weekend's uh, TLC pay per view. So we'll keep everybody informed about that here coming up here this weekend. JD and John, anything else, gentlemen, you wish to add before we close it up for the evening? I'll let John go first, Tower. But John, I will uh, if if I get on tomorrow night, Tower, I will want to make a wager with you, something like that. I'm gonna try to get on for a little while. I'm not gonna stay on all night, but I'm gonna try to stay on as much as I can tomorrow night if I can. Uh, but also one last update: we got the Kansas City. Up by 7.349 to go. Also, don't forget this Monday, folks, our final show of the year, Raw Radio, 2.30 p.m. We will talk about the worst moments of the year, what moments to expect in 2019. Plus, we'll give you our final Monday Night Football regular season predictions, however, for the two big games, including a big one this Monday night in Charlotte, of course. The Saints and Drew Brees will be taking on Cam Newton and the Panthers as the Panthers are playing for their playoff lives, hopefully to try to punch their ticket in while the Saints are looking to get a first-round bye. And then the following week, however, we'll talk about what will be the last time you will see the Oakland Raiders play in Oakland as the Silver and Black will be saying goodbye to the Coliseum once and for all, however, unless they uh, play one more year in the Coliseum, however. But it looks like they'll be playing their last game Christmas Eve against the Denver Broncos. Plus, we'll give you some college bowl predictions to talk about. And like I said, uh, we'll also give you our thoughts what we're going to be doing for Christmas and New Year's. But like I said, our last show of the year will be this Monday. It starts at 2.30 p.m. Be sure to check that out. We do have actually a little wager going on in one of the predictions as far as that goes. However, we'll tell you more about that Monday. But, folks, like I said, I will try to get on for a little bit tomorrow night. However, uh, I'm not going to stay on all night. But like I said, I'll try to get on for a little bit as well. Thank you very much, J.D. And John said he had nothing to add. He's already left us for the evening, so we thank you, John, for joining us here tonight. And also, we hope and we were hoping to hear from the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie one more time, but apparently something must have probably come up, and he wasn't able to get make it back on. So we do thank you for coming on this evening as well, and we hope to talk to him tomorrow night on Revolution as well. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening here tonight to episode number 180 of Wolfpack, which now Wolfpack, we have 20 more episodes to go we hit number 200 for the second installment so it's, so it's coming up very very strong as well so we hope like i said you know sometime by the by the of course sometime in january we'll hit number 200 for the second installment here really really soon so we look forward to that as well <clears throat> for the Iceman jared d geralmo the human suplex john gross the heartbreak kid fonzie as well as of course our, our folks joined us tonight from our live video feed from wws dynasty this is Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening to me here tonight. And we will, <clears throat> we will of course, join you tomorrow night for episode 599 of Revolution. More wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays. And also, of course, we'll hopefully get more predictions in here for the TO. Uh, of course, add on.
to what JD and John has talked about here or as they of course hope to find what they're what of, of what of the belt they're gonna hope they're going to hope to add to their collection here after Sunday, and that is the NWA US Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. We'll keep everybody informed of that whenever whenever time whenever whenever uh, of course we have everything situated. But there you go. I'm I'm going to in and out here, folks. So. All right. <clears throat> we thank you for joining us here tonight. Like we said, for Wolfpack episode 180. We'll see you tomorrow night, of course, for 599 of Revolution with our live video feed from NWA US built on tradition, news and views, history and birthdays. And also, of course, I should hopefully get more predictions in for this Sunday's TLC event. Wolfpack episode 180 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And we'll talk at you tomorrow night on Revolution episode 599. This is the this has been the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night, everyone. Hey, everyone.